hey everyone thank you for the waves um, I'm doing this as a live video because um, I tried to record this separately and it only lets me do um, a certain amount of time but when you do a live video you're not restricted to time so here is the video um, that I promised you that kind of goes in addition to um, the video about nervous system dysregulation. So this video today is going to be about the types of things that have helped me thus far, uh, the types of things that can assist a little bit or where I have found practical application. Okay, so again, we're talking about nervous system dysregulation. And in a previous video, I already talked about kind of the ways in which it shows up for me. The thing about nervous system dysregulation is it can show up differently for everyone. So you might say, oh, well, I don't have vestibular symptoms, so therefore uh, that's not my problem. But uh, your symptoms could show up neurologically, it could show up emotionally, it could show up in another type of chronic physical pain. So it doesn't have to look exactly like mine, but I've also gotten so many messages from people who says that their symptoms do look exactly like mine or very similar. So that means that it can absolutely appear the way it appears for me. It can appear in a slightly different way, but overall, it's still gonna be some level of nervous system activation that is manifesting into symptoms, okay? So the biggest question um, people have is typically, um, okay, now what? Like, what do I do? I've been suffering with this for, who knows? It could be several months. Some people, it's been a couple of years. Some people, it's been just recently. Um, so the big question becomes, what do you do about it? What do you do when you're seeing nervous system dysregulation? <clears throat> well, obviously, one of the first things to do is start becoming aware of nervous system regulation. Uh, it's like its own world, its own language. Start following people on Instagram that talk about this. Start researching and learning more about the nervous system. And not just in the general ways, not like the, um, oh, we've got a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system. That's kind of the obvious, you know, general glossed over ways. But start looking more into this idea of regulating your nervous system and what that looks like and why that's important. Okay, so here are some of the biggest tips that I have uh, for you guys as it relates to nervous system. Um, the first one <clears throat> is to feel your feelings. This is gonna sound kind of silly and also possibly confusing. Um, feel your feelings, like what does that mean? Well, we don't realize it, but going through life, we are often told that there are good feelings and bad feelings. And the bad feelings we are not supposed to feel. We don't wanna feel these. So we find ways to avoid them, escape from them, to push them down, to repress them. And in doing so, whenever they do arise, and 
sort of like um, obvious point here, they will arise because there is no human life that you're going to live without these what we label as negative emotions, these hard, difficult feelings. They come with being a human being. They come with life experience, just whether you want it or not. So what happens after years and years of us kind of pushing away these emotions, they come back stronger. They end up coming back stronger. Uh, they become bigger. They become scary because now we're not familiar with them anymore. And so when they do show up, and I'm talking about things like anxiety, fear, sadness, grief, um, rage, anger, a lot of these feelings that are completely normal and completely normal to experience on a regular basis, um, we end up fearing them because we have decided not to accept and, and welcome them into our experience. So feeling the feelings, anxiety, depression, panic, sadness, worried, uh, or worry, um, uncertainty, all of these feelings have to be felt. So when somebody says to me like, oh, I'm having this really awful anxiety, what do you suggest? Um, well, what I would say is you have to feel, excuse me, you have to feel the anxiety. You have to let it like literally come all through your system. And when you do that, it one, takes away the scariness of it, but two, it lets the body experience it and move on. And there really is no way to eliminate, like you could think that you're eliminating these things by, oh, I just don't think about it, or I push it away, or I just think something positive instead, or, um, you know, I go to an affirmation or whatever. And, and while these things are okay sometimes and sometimes can be good for us, What's not good is not feeling the feeling that's there in the first place because if we don't, it will come back. The more that it comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. So this is not something to take lightly. To take lightly. Feeling your feelings, I think, is probably um, one of the most helpful pieces of advice that I could give you and also one of the things that is probably causing so much of people's suffering, both physical and mental or emotional. So we suffer because we don't allow ourselves to feel normal things that humans feel. And I am so guilty of that. Um, I don't like the way it feels to feel anxious. I don't like the way it feels to feel scared. So you tend to just try to push it away. And um, they have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to go but to store somewhere into your body. And when they do that over time, that can create uh, physical health issues. It can manifest into chronic pain, disease, illness, all that kind of stuff. Makes a lot of sense when you think about it, but this is not something that we're taught. We're not taught to pay attention to these things. We're taught to avoid many of these things. So feeling the feelings is a big one. You have panic attacks, you have anxiety problems, you have times where you just feel afraid and, um, and those emotions take over you. You can't fight them or tell them they shouldn't be there or try to outthink it. You have to allow your body to feel those things so they can release. That is the, the first really helpful tip. Um, I think now I admit when I was first told about this, um, I was like, what, 
what does that mean? Welcome in anxiety. Like, what does this mean? Um, and it took me a while to kind of understand it. But allowing the feeling, the sensation just to swell over you. And I know what happens is we feel like if I let myself feel this, it's going to be too much. I won't be able to handle it. I won't be okay. Um, it's going to hurt me. I'm going to collapse. Um, all the things that we feel, if I let myself feel this, this is what's going to happen. All that stuff's not true. None of it's true. You'll never collapse. You'll never, um, you'll never not come out of it. It feels like you won't, but you do. You always do. And the more that you do it, the more that you practice it, the more that you allow it, the less it comes. The less anxiety comes. Especially for me, I was having crazy anxiety, crazy panic attacks during um, um, all of this, you know, several months ago. And, uh, it was so overwhelming to my system that I really thought I couldn't get out of it. And the idea of feeling those feelings when I'm like in this heightened state was like the last thing I wanted to do. But I can say after sort of submitting to this, after surrendering to this concept, after letting it go and going, okay, um, it comes so much less frequently now. Now, I will say yesterday, the perfect example of the ebbs and flows of chronic illness or a healing journey or some kind of thing like that, there are ebbs and flows. And there'll be days where you got it. Like you're just like, the feelings come, you let them pass, gone, and you're feeling quite proud of yourself. Uh, and then there are days where you wake up feeling off and it's so much so in a way that you start to feel afraid again. You start to wonder why it's coming. What's it from? What's the story attached to this? And you second guess yourself. You get back into the what if this is going to, you know, this happened to me just yesterday. And then I tried to put myself in check a little bit. Like, Melissa, you, you know, you know, you know what to do. But that didn't stop me from feeling these things. It just stopped me from getting stuck in it. And I had to remind myself today that this is going to happen. It's going to, there are going to be ups and downs probably forever when it comes to stuff like this. It doesn't mean you're failing. It doesn't mean you're not doing it correctly. It doesn't mean you're weak and you haven't mastered it and X, Y, and Z, and there's anything wrong with you and it's never gonna end. It just means you've got years and years of patterns, years of coping mechanisms, years of doing things and reacting to things a certain way, and now you're trying to switch that up, which is good, it's really good, but your body's going to go back into its automatic uh, process. It's going to naturally want to feed back into the habit that it's created over all of these years. So be realistic. Uh, recognize that just because you have the setback, you have a bad day, you have time where maybe you didn't mentally handle it the best way, or times where you really felt the human emotions uh, related to your your situation or your scenario. Um, 
like that's all fine and that's all part of it and that's okay and that's that is there's nothing wrong with that and it's going to happen I was a little hard on myself yesterday thinking like I should know better by now I've learned enough right um and that's just the ways in which that we are critical with ourselves um we sometimes hold ourselves to these impossible standards where we expect we're going to handle every situation so perfectly once we know, once we know the truth or once we've learned about all this stuff, but it doesn't work like that. Um, you will have these ups and downs. So <clears throat> feeling the feelings, really important tip. Second, really important tip, reframe and have a perspective shift. This, I think, is probably the most important uh, tip because it's how we look at the situation that defines whether we think it is good or bad. And we decide that we have to put these labels on things and we decide whether something's positive or negative. This is for our benefit. This is going to hurt us. Um, I don't want this. I want this. These labels that we put on about life experiences that are inevitable. Both of these things are always going to be inevitable, the good and the not so good. If we're labeling those things, we essentially say, I want this experience and I don't want anything to do with this experience. The problem is, is this one over here is still going to happen to you. So by you having that energy of, I don't want this, it's a natural, like I'm trying to push this away. I'm trying to avoid, I want to control things in my life that keep this away from me. All of that is futile. There's absolutely no way you have that control. There's no way you can keep those experiences from you. And, and there's nothing to say that those experiences are actually bad. You know, those experiences are part of the human condition everybody has them. And if we can reframe, if we can change our perspective about what's going on in our lives when we're struggling, we can perhaps on a physiological level, your body level, respond differently to the sensations or the pain or the symptoms. So again, if we can reframe it, not like, oh, just think positive, there's a good lesson in here. Because while that's true, uh, that doesn't actually solve your problem in the moment, which is that you're suffering from this thing. But if there's a way to reframe it and shift, then you can look at things like, I'm still supported during this. Like God still has me, the universe still has me. I'm still supported through my strife or my struggle or my challenge. It's not like somebody's left me, abandoned me, or I'm being punished and that's why I'm suffering. I'm going through this challenge, but I'm still supported through this. This is all by design. I am going with what I meant to go with and I'm still supported in that. That feels a lot better than being in a situation where we think we are on our own and isolated from this experience. Okay, so reframe and perspective shift. Um, you've heard people say, what if this is happening for you, not to you? So you look at a situation, this is for my highest good, no matter what it is, no matter how bad it is, this is for my highest good. Um, 
And then the biggest, biggest, biggest uh, part of this that um, is probably a lifelong lesson is acceptance. Acceptance of the fact that this is happening. Acceptance of the fact that um, this could be forever. It could be, there's a possibility that some of these symptoms could be forever. Accepting that this is showing up on your journey right now. Accepting that you are part of it. Accepting that it might be hard and the struggle seems unfair. And how come this other person over here is not dealing with this? Accepting the scenario, accepting the symptoms, accepting the feelings, accepting the emotions, the sensations, accepting all of it, accepting it. Accepting allows, we allow it to happen and we are no longer fighting it. We are not pushing against with this really strong resistance against what already is. It's already here. It's happening. You're in it. Fighting it uses valuable energy that you probably don't have a lot of when you're suffering and in some type of, you know, challenge. Um, accepting what is can make a big difference in how it is you're able to move through the situation sometimes hour by hour, day by day. Acceptance that this is for your higher good, you are still supported through this process. That perspective shift really allows you to take a breath and that is important, really important. Okay, and the last thing is um, what kind of exercises, what kind of things, practical things, practical tips do I uh, do I, you know, take advantage of or utilize um, to help me when I'm having bad days, having bad mindset, when I'm really challenged by what's going on? What are the things that I do? Here are some things. Again, learning about the nervous system. Learn about somatic exercises. Somatic meaning body. It's about coming back into your body, getting connected to your body, uh, feeling the sensations of your body and allowing your body to feel safe with you. Okay, so somatic exercises, nervous system regulation, learning about these things, search these things and get more familiar with it. Um, present moment awareness. A lot of people say like, oh yeah, be in the present moment, be mindful. But what does that actually mean and how does that look in practice? That's a tough one because yes, meditation is good. Yes, quieting down and being in nature is good. Uh, all those things are good. But how is it that we really can understand why it's important to be in the present moment and what that does for our bodies? Because remember, your body is where you're feeling the sensations or the discomfort or the illness or the chronic problem. It's in your body that you're feeling this. Yes, you have an emotional mental connection to it, but your body is the one that's imbalanced or dysregulated. So you have to get back to your body to find that sense of calm and regulation again. And um, 
so one of the exercises that I'm following along in um, a nervous system class by Irene Lyon talks about orienting, getting familiar with where you are in a moment. Like what does what does my body feel like against this chair? What do my feet feel like on the floor? Basic, simple exercises that are there to have you get out of your thinking here and get back into your feeling, which is what your body has to experience to feel safe. Um, one of the big things I've done that's helped me is saying no to a lot of things, saying no to plans, saying no to, um, invitations, experiences, requests, uh, things that are wanted of you and just realizing like, I don't have the capacity today. I don't have the capacity this week. I don't have the capacity this month. Whatever it is, saying no to things so that you can take it off your plate to not have the pressure or the obligation. Because when you're not feeling well and you don't know how you're going to be feeling and your feelings change, your symptoms change, and it comes and goes, some days are better than others. Well, when we, when we make a lot of plans and you wake up not having a great day, you're going to feel that pressure and obligation to meet other people's needs that is going to give you a sense of anxiety, just wondering, oh, I hope I feel okay for this day. I hope this night when I have this plan, I hope I'm going to be okay for that. And that makes it hard on the system because what we end up doing, and I'm so guilty of this, um, what we end up doing is trying to rush our healing so that we can satisfy other people. Like, I better hurry up and get better so that I can be okay for this person or I can give them what they need or whatever it is. So saying no and simplifying everything is key. If you've had a pretty big type of crash like mine was, or if you've had a really strong episode or you're in the middle of a pretty big health issue right now, the benefit to you is to start kind of from scratch. Remove everything in your life that can be removed um, and start with the basics of what has to be in there and start building from that point and build slowly. Um, it's important to let things pass without being afraid of them. And this includes the feelings and the sensations and the thoughts and the emotions. Try to let things come and not fear them. The danger when you fear something, like I mentioned in the last video, is you end up red flagging in your brain a danger signal for your body uh, for a certain sensation because a certain sensation happens and you go, oh my God, this is scary. And then your body goes, oh, I'm going to warn you extra carefully next time. And then it becomes this neural pathway that becomes a bad pattern. So you've got to try to do your best that when things come at you, any of them, physical or mental or emotional, you just let them come and you let them leave and you don't have to make a, a judgment about it. Easier said than done, but it does get better with practice. Like, oh, I just am feeling this way. Okay. Or, oh, I'm feeling really anxious right now. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have to, we don't always have to know why. And um, if we can take away the fear element from that, then we can just allow ourselves to just be existing with normal sensations and, and sometimes they're not what we want, but that's still normal. It's not necessarily always bad. Um, so remove that story attached to any of these things too. That's helpful. 
look at your track record, look at your history and go, like for example, with my neck and my dizziness, I sometimes feel like I almost can't hold myself up or I'm gonna like collapse or I don't have enough structural integrity or something. It's, uh, I know many people have said they've had the same thing, so I know this isn't totally foreign to some of you, but I have random thoughts sometimes. Like if I get, like I'm laying down yesterday cause I was feeling really off and I was like, if I get up, like, what if I fall over? What if I collapse? Like, what if I can't hold myself up? My, I can't hold my head and neck up. These are silly thoughts, but they're still thoughts and they're real. And if I had that thought and took it like a domino effect, that thing could go on for hours and I could really get myself worked up. Instead, I just go, let me look at my track record. How many times have I gotten up and collapsed? How many times have I gotten up and not been able to hold my head up? So I look back at my actual record and go, all right, well, I've been super dizzy before. I've been out of it before. I felt off lots of times and I still managed to get through to the next day. So I look at my track record and use that kind of as my data for where I can gauge how seriously I need to consider whatever thoughts I'm having. Um, less supplements, less practitioners, and I know it's funny for me to say that because I tried all the supplements and all the practitioners last year, but less things, do less things. Do not keep adding more things. I know it's, uh, it's in our nature to want to solve, to want to fix, and if this doesn't work, maybe this will work. Um, and it's not to say some supplements don't help or don't work, but it's really easy to get overwhelmed with things and then you end up just feeling more defeated if it doesn't work, you feel more overwhelmed, it's expensive. Less stuff, less solution finding, uh, less trying to find the answer outside of you. This was a hard one for me because my instinct tells me something's wrong with my body, who do I need to go to to fix me? But, if you do some uh, research here with the mind-body connection and nervous system regulation and somatic experience, we realize that a lot of the answers, a lot of the insight, a lot of the intelligence is actually inside our bodies. Is actually, because our bodies are connected to that higher intelligence that has and created everything, right? So. It seems like our body is a primitive form of intelligence and our mind is the more advanced type of intelligence. But it's turning out, research anyways, is showing that's not actually true. Our bodies hold a lot of the uh, intelligence and we have to trust that process. That means listening to our body when we have questions, asking our body for answers when there is something happening trust that your body knows. It might not give you the answer right away, um, but at least feel empowered by that knowledge. Don't think that you have to always go outside of yourself to be able to find the answers. It's not always in this doctor or this practitioner or this person. Um, so more listening to your body. Feel comfortable removing yourself from an environment if you feel overwhelmed. This is a hard one if you're a people pleaser because we sort of like to put ourselves last and sacrifice ourselves for others, including our family, our kids, spouses, whoever. So 
feel comfortable removing yourself from a situation if needed. So you're feeling overwhelmed, you're noticing agitation, you're feeling anxiety in a situation, maybe there's too much noise, maybe there's too, the lights are, are bothering you, whatever it is, allow yourself to be removed from that if you'd like so that you can take a breath and come back to center. Don't feel guilty, don't feel obligated. Your uh, commitment is to yourself. Don't push through it. Don't just try to deal with it a little bit longer. Allow yourself to listen to the signals that say, this isn't working for me right now. This environment is not feeling good for me right now. Sometimes that means just stepping outside. Sometimes it means going where it's dark or darker and letting yourself you know, take a little bit of a break because of the fatigue that could come from visual stuff. So feeling comfortable removing yourself Going to bed early it sounds silly, but you know what? Sometimes you need to retire for the evening at six or seven o'clock, and that's okay. Um, yeah, you're not up for playing cards or, or playing games or doing the things somebody else might want to do, but you and your health are more important than anything when your body's dysregulated. That's the number one focus. So figure out what times of day work better for you to plan things and don't plan them when it's a tough time for you and allow yourself to slow things down earlier in the evening than you used to do. Whatever it is, make the appropriate changes. Don't allow yourself to run on autopilot. Your body is not in the same place it was when you were functioning that way. So how can you expect to keep the same obligations when your body's not feeling the same way? And try to get rid of the guilt that comes along with you know making these changes. Um, so those are some of my practical tips. Yes, get involved in some kind of uh, course or online training as it relates to the nervous system. But also, these are just some very practical kind of like in real terms, what's a regular person to do, you know, navigating some of this. And I'm just just scratching the surface um, of all this stuff. I'm sure I'll have a lot more very specific tips or exercises that really work. But um Listening to yourself is key. I find with nervous system dysregulation, possibly the most important fact here is coming back into connection with your body. And when you do that, you're establishing, reestablishing trust with your body, but you're also allowing for the body and you to have a more direct line of communication. So the body needs to trust you and you need to trust your body. You both work together and you're both on the same team. But you really have to take time to actually listen and honor the messages you get. Um, don't just go, oh, I'm feeling tired, but I'm just gonna push through. That tells your body you're not trusting it and it can't trust you. Again, this is stuff you could you know, probably apply all the time, but especially when you're struggling through something, you just have to do life differently. And I'm sorry, there are gonna be people that don't like it and you're gonna have to let go of people in your life. I've had to let go of people in my life who could not understand what I needed to do and how I needed to operate in order for me to feel comfortable in life during this challenging episode that I'm in.
you might have to do that. You might have to let go of people who cannot understand what you're de- what you're dealing with. And um, you may have to take things a lot slower than you thought. It may go on a lot longer than you thought. As long as you are making headway, and this is what I reminded myself yesterday when I wasn't having a great day and I was a little bit nervous again and some of those old thoughts about what if I can't sleep, what if my nervous system, you know, I was going down that uh, loop, a negative loop again, is I still tried to say to myself, if I make every day a priority to listen to my body, to honor my body, to respect my body, and to develop communication with my body, if I do that every single day, then I am at least moving forward in a type of progress that will not bring to me the same results or circumstances that were brought to me that caused the dysfunction in the first place. In other words, we might fear things going back to how they were when everything went wrong, But as long as we're making an effort every day to start getting better about listening to our body, to start getting better about being with our body, we can't possibly have the same result in the end of all this because we're making different choices, if that makes sense. So anyway, hopefully some of this stuff helps. Sorry I had to go on a live to do it. It's just easier. They make it easier than just uploading a video. But hopefully some of these tips um, are helpful and uh, I'll, I'll try to continue going into detail on each of these things because uh, each of them is sort of like its own world. But if you have questions, add them to the comments when I post uh, this video on Instagram. And uh, thank you guys for joining for uh, this little afternoon um, live. Hopefully it was helpful. Let me know if you have any other questions. Visit the other, check out the other video too for some more specifics about how the nervous system dysregulation is showing up. And um, I hope you all are having a wonderful day and enjoying here in, at least in California, enjoying the break in the rain before we get it again. But uh, take care. I'll talk to you guys soon.